This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to the Goons. We're back again with you guys for another episode. I'm just going to sort my microphone out. Hold on. There it is. We're all good. We're all sorted. Thank you. Sorry about that. Really random, strange start to the show. That's me not checking what microphone selected, but hopefully it's all sounding good and well. Good morning. Hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well. Uh, it's match day, of course, finally here. Uh, and you'll, I've probably recognised that the shirt has finally arrived as well. Fantastic stuff. Very happy indeed. Let's jump into the chat box and say some mornings to people. Uh, Manu, good morning to you. To Clear Away Dave, to Ahmed, to Morgie, to PJ and Akshat and James. Good morning, guys. Kevin and Rohit and Stevie and Jose and Matt G. Good morning. Marcus and Harvey and, and Paul. We've got John Sanders. We've got Stephen. Uh, we've got Kaiser and Temi. Uh, we've got Olu. Uh, we've got Reese. We've got Rancid Pumpkin and Brad and Michael and Trag and so many more as well. Thank you so much. As always, for making this part of your morning routines, doing these shows every morning at 8 a.m. or an episode, what, 240-something? Um, really good stuff. Um, thank you so much, as always, uh, for tuning in uh, as per. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it, Lynn? It's very nice indeed. We're going to be wearing this shirt in the game away at Bournemouth today. It's the only kit that doesn't clash, you know, with the red and black of Bournemouth, so it does make sense, hopefully. Uh, some of the guys can start picking up uh, some of their biggest performances of the season so far. In it, uh, you can watch the preview show that I did, of course, on the channel with the members from earlier on this week on the channel. That is in one of our uploads, so make sure you've caught up on that if you haven't done so already. But without further ado, let's jump into today's show. Uh, as always, the, cl- uh, the show is sponsored by Football Prizes. Uh, the uh, third prize is already sold out this week, and there is now a 12-hour prize competition to win a signed Alexander Zinchenko shirt. 99 tickets available. Link in the description. £2.95 a ticket. You can actually choose between uh, three shirts, Tyler Adams and Trent Alexander-Arnold. But we all know who you would most likely pick. Or at least I hope that you do. Uh, and so you can get your hands on an Alexander Zinchenko signed shirt. So make sure you head over to the prizes link in the description. We have also reached that time of year again. Those that are long-time listeners of the channel have been listening for uh, the best part of a year now 
will know that we take part in the Football Content Awards. Last year, we were very, very fortunate and very thankful to take uh, the Bronze Awards for Best Club Content uh, Creator. You can see the awards hanging over there. I thought I should better put it up during this period of promotion. It's not been up on the wall. It's been downstairs uh, on the windowsill. So uh, it now takes pride of place for the next few weeks or so whilst we're uh, going through the the nomination stage. So if you'd like to vote for us, if you really appreciate the work that goes into putting on these shows for you every single day, you can do that. There's several ways that you can vote. If you want to tweet it, if you just go to www.votefortgt.com, it will create a tweet for you that you just then press tweet. It's really simple and easy. Uh, you can also vote on Instagram by tagging uh, at the Guna Talk in the Football Content Awards Instagram pages post. Uh, make sure you look out for the picture on the right-hand side of your screen and then just tag the Guna Talk in there. And lastly, you can vote on the Football Content Awards website. If you go down to Best Club Content Creator Premier League and then just type in the Guna Talk, you can vote there. So uh, fingers crossed. Who knows? It's going to be a very, very competitive competition this year, even more so than last year. So we really need your help if we're going to get through to the nomination stage. Uh, and there are your instructions. I'll continue to uh, talk about this on show. So bear with me if you've already voted. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, it'd be great to see how far we can take it again this year. Uh, yesterday, myself and Harry Simu had a good chat about Nicola Pepe. I'll talk more about that in a second. But make sure that you've caught up on the latest Canton and Simu show. It's the last upload before this on the channel uh, and some sad news unfortunately as well as Arsenal's groundsman Steve Braddock passed away um, really sad news and Arsenal will be wearing black armbands uh, to commemorate his life uh, in the game against Bournemouth this afternoon this evening so our thoughts of course go out to his friends and close family and there's an amazing tribute on the Arsenal website as well if you want to go and read that uh, from starting his work all the way back with George Graham in 1987 until through uh, to the present. So amazing work by Steve and very sad to hear of his passing. Uh, moving through to Arsenal transfer news and specifically Arsenal-related transfer news regarding Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, Arsenal uh, will watch on uh, in intrigue as Chelsea chase Aubameyang. According to David Ornstein, Chelsea have lodged a £15 million plus Marcus Alonso bid for the striker, Barcelona aren't interested now in Marcus Alonso, however, it seems, and they just want straight cash and could end up earning about £22 million for the signing of Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I wrote a piece yesterday up on Football.London talking about why Arsenal and Chelsea and Barca are in a completely different state, why Arsenal shouldn't necessarily be criticised for missing out on that payoff. There are a number of factors as to why there is a big payoff coming for Barcelona with Aubameyang and why, of course, Arsenal weren't able to access that kind of payoff. All of the details are in that article. You can go and read that over on my page on football.london as you can find in the link tree in the video description. Uh, Gabriel Martinelli is in search of a new deal. And according to uh, Mark Van Bryans uh, of PA, he uh, tweeted yesterday saying that uh, there are indications that Arsenal are to start talks with the player over a brand new uh, contract to put him onto a significantly higher wage, to put him in line with some of the biggest earners to reflect his place in the team. He does have two years remaining on his contract with the option of adding a third year. So it does run technically through to 2025, but Arsenal want to maintain that long terminology with their best players. They want to reward them for good seasons. And of course, 
breed that kind of uh, success model that if you perform, you can earn yourself a very, very impressive deal indeed with the team. And so therefore, uh, hopefully Arsenal can extend his deal by a couple of years at least and maintain that security with the player's contract. It shouldn't be too much of a problem. Martinelli has come out significantly in the past and also talked about how he wants to stay at the club forever. So, and going to the under-21s games as well. Great to see him kind of really integrating into the culture of Arsenal Football Club. So there shouldn't be too much of an issue in getting him to sign that brand new deal. Now, we now know as widespread reports through from The Athletic all the way through to French reports like RMC Sport, uh, Nicolas Pepe is close to a loan move to Nice. There are uh, reports claiming that it is just a loan. Uh, I've seen uh, Chris Carpenter, of course, of a Burkamp Wonderland and French Football Weekly, who's got some very good contacts in with French Football, claim that there is an option to buy in this loan deal of around 15 million, rising up to about 22 with add-ons. Doesn't seem like loads if it was to complete the add-ons. Of course, 22, I think, would be a relatively fair price considering the situation that Pepe finds himself in and the length of contract he would, of course, have at the end of the season. Um, but a low move to Nice appears to be what Arsenal are very open to doing right now. And as The Athletic reported, this does mean that Arsenal's priority is said to be signing a winger between now and the end of the transfer window. That will be Arsenal's priority move. Not a central midfielder, despite all the talk about Yuri Tillemans and other positions and other players in that area. Arsenal's priority between now is uh, now and the end of the window is bringing in a wide player. Who that is... The mystery winger, as we've all been talking about for quite some time, we ultimately don't yet know. Um, but that is the area that they are targeting as a priority. And hopefully Arsenal can find some quality between now and the end of the season. Uh, but yes, Nicolas Pepe closing in on a loan move to Nice. Now Arteta uh, completed his press conference ahead of the game against Bournemouth yesterday. He talked about a number of things, including transfers, in which he talked about the fact that only quality can come through the door. Uh, I went asked about on if uh, our good start has changed our transfer plans. He says, no, we are still in the same position. Obviously, the market gives you a lot of information and something that you may, uh, that you expect that you could get, you are not getting. And the same when it's ins and outs. But we are focused on the players that we have right now and getting the best out of them. Uh, still, he kind of talked specifically about making sure that they got quality or making sure it's the right players. He says it has to be the right person. It has to be the right player. We want to only bring top quality through that door. Otherwise, it's not worth it. Uh, and when he was asked about if we didn't get the right player in, would he be happy with the squad? He says, I'll be totally happy and focused on getting the best out of those players. I know that won't be music to people's ears hearing Arteta talk about the fact that we may not sign someone. However, what I would say is the club are still very active. They're still looking to see if they can add quality to the team. If they think they can add quality, they will do it. And that's the right approach. We don't want them doing a Man United or uh, to a lesser extent, a Chelsea and just adding players for the sake of adding players. There needs to be plans. There needs to be strategy about what we do. And I agree with this, that we only want quality coming through the door. We don't want numbers for the sake of numbers. And it is about trying to sign the right players between now and the window's closure. But I think we've got a very good squad. I think the squad that we have right now is very capable of qualifying for the Champions League next season. Very capable indeed. So anything from this point forward is to help push us on even further. I hope that we can do it. 
let's just wait and see what indeed does end up happening. And that, uh, I believe, completes all of today's stories, which means we're going to go into the chat box, answer as many of your questions as we can. So now is the time to start throwing them in, and we'll tackle those after this quick break. Of course, as I said at the start of the show, uh, today's football prize is an ending in less than 12 hours' time, a signed Alexander Zinchenko shirt. You can find a link to the competition at 2.95 a ticket in today's description. And you will also find a link in the description to vote for us in the Best Club Content Creator for Premier League uh, in the Football Content Awards for those that join late and missed this at the start of the show. Uh, if you've enjoyed the content that we've produced every single day and the effort that's gone into making content for you uh, more than twice a day in some cases, please, please do help support the channel. And uh, yeah, go over and vote for us either on Twitter by going to www.votefortgt.com, on Instagram by tagging us in the Football Content Awards relevant post of which you can see the picture that corresponds to the category on the right-hand side of your screen. Or you can go over to the FCA's website and type in our name in the relevant category as well. Okay, let's go into the chat box and tackle some of your questions. Brad says, will you be happy with El Nenny replacing Partey for any prolonged period? Which will happen? Um, Brad, the honest answer is with El Nenny and don't forget Lukonga, who can, of course, both play there as well. We will not be, quote-unquote, happy with that. But the question, of course, is... Who do you sign to bring in to compete with Partey? It's a very difficult question to answer because you might go, oh, this player, this player. But the reality of the situation is spending 50-odd million quid on a Moises Caicedo isn't going to happen because Brighton have no interest in selling. The only realistic options for me that are out there that could be viable are the likes of Guillermo Rodriguez, the likes of Edson Alvarez at Ajax. These are potential options for Arsenal. But then what you are doing is you are investing 20 million plus in a player that doesn't necessarily guarantee you upgrades on what you already have. And I don't think that I necessarily want to see Arsenal spend big on a player that isn't an upgrade on players that are already existing at the club. Yeah, look, Casemiro, uh, that type of deal is exactly the kind of thing Arsenal should be avoiding at all costs. Going and spending 70-odd million quid on a 30-year-old 30, a very good midfielder when you're trying to rebuild and push forwards is not the type of move that you should be looking to make um let's go to uh trouble uh, i think uh says uh, how can people say pepe is finished when he hasn't been given a chance and when he does get given a chance it's a 10 minute cameo in a game we're trying to see or have our uh, or have already lost for me you know uh, pepe was given opportunities and did play significant games you remember at the start of last season saka was forced over to the left hand side and started the season uh on that left hand side with saka playing therefore on the right uh, sorry, with Pepe playing on the right, that chance wasn't taken. And eventually, to try and arrest the form at the start of the season, we then moved, of course, um, Nicola Pepe onto the bench, Saka came to the right, and Smith Rowe came onto the left-hand side. And then when Gabriel Martinelli eventually worked his way into the team, it pushed Pepe out of the side completely. You can't give Pepe games for the sake of it. Pepe's style doesn't suit Arsenal. It just doesn't work. It's not to say Pepe's a bad player. He's just a player that isn't suited to what Arsenal are playing or suited to what Arsenal are doing. And they are much better off moving him on and finding a player that does suit what Arsenal are trying to do. 
Uh, Antonas says, how's the five sub raw effect this season? Would managers take full advantage? So far, doesn't seem like it will be an overpowered rule, in my opinion. What do you think? Good question. I think it's something that we may perhaps see more used and kind of manipulated uh, a little bit later on in the season. We are in a situation, of course, whereby uh bigger clubs at the moment have those bigger teams the squad is bigger there's more quality running through it so it does benefit the bigger teams more so and arsenal have a very good squad right now you look at the bench compared to the end of last season it's night and day so we should be looking to try and use that and exploit that rule as much as we can uh, manu says why am i being criticized so much when i say top four is a trophy uh, the financial impact and draw in the market you get from it outweighs a lot of silverware no uh, abuse obviously not in this chat uh, good. I'm glad it's not in this chat. Uh, I don't think, look, I think that criticism for calling it a trophy, I, I wouldn't criticize you for calling it a trophy, but I personally wouldn't call it a trophy myself. I would say that it is equivalent in terms of what's what you can benefit from it as to a trophy. And in some cases, especially at the League Cup, it's even more beneficial than winning the League Cup, qualifying for the Champions League. Uh, is it a trophy? No. And I think that probably downplays the the terminology of trophy but is it more beneficial than winning some trophies yes it is if we're being very honest so i know people treat it like a trophy and certain arsene wenger effectively treated it like a trophy it's very beneficial for you in terms of trying to build yourself forward all the champions league should be or qualification for the champions league for arsenal should be as a stepping stone it shouldn't be a target in terms of that's the end goal the Champions League qualification has to be a springboard to success to try and climb Arsenal back to the absolute upper echelons of football, competing for titles, competing for the Champions League. That's what qualification for the Champions League should be to Arsenal. It's not an end goal. It is a next step for Arsenal. That's the context of what it is. Uh, Ian says, is saying the goal is Champions League football contributing to our low standards just as making excuses for our no new signs? I think, Ian, I just literally addressed that. So I hope that answered your question. Uh, Tom says, any thoughts on Arteta's comments about every top club needing three centre forwards? Could it be a hint to another signing? I think it's more so a point that Arsenal need to make sure they've got options that go down to plan A, B, C in that position. Arsenal have Gabriel Martinelli right now, who, of course, I think folds into that number number three position at striker should we need him Fabio Vieira has also played in a false nine position a number of times for Porto and of course there's a potential to sign a player between now and the end of the window is it a hint I don't think so Tom I don't think Arteta would want to hint towards anything right now and I think Arteta would be looking to say he's going to try and get the best from the players that he's ultimately got right now and if that doesn't work out uh, in terms of the market he's already kind of covered that side of things uh, let's go into the chat a little bit more. Uh, Anthony says Udinese supposedly in talk to sign Bellerin can see him going on the last day. I think he'll probably move on deadline day as well. Uh, Jean says, how would you compose our midfield with the Arsenal players available if Partey gets injured? For me, I think it would be El Nenny that comes in, plays alongside Granite Xhaka. That's just the, the most likely solution. El Nenny is a massively underrated player. He hasn't obviously played and a prolonged period. And if we're being very honest, Partey has probably been our weakest midfielder so far this season. So let's not act as if like he's playing at a world-class level right now. Partey has probably been our weakest midfielder so far. So whilst we talk about him being on paper a world-class player, which I think that he is, his performances have not necessarily corresponded to the expectations of that. So if he is to be out, I don't necessarily think the, the level difference contextually to how his performances have been on the field so far 
wouldn't necessarily correspond too damningly on switching him out for a Lakonga or switching him out for a Mohamed Elneny right now. Um, let's go. And again, Lionheart, this, Pepe isn't quote-unquote finished. His Arsenal career for me, I think, is finished. But his career as a footballer certainly isn't. Uh, Ramsey says, should we go for Naby Keita? He seems to be unsettled at Liverpool as a contract is running out. Again, he plays more in that kind of box-to-box role. He's not a number six. He started out as a number six at Salzburg and gradually moved further forward as he progressed and developed through that team and eventually joined Liverpool playing in that central midfield role. He's not a number six, though, so don't expect him to be a replacement for Nick uh, for uh, Thomas Partey. Uh, Qua says, do you think Xhaka could play the Partey role in case of an injury? If he does, he would need Mohamed Elneny next to him. For me, Xhaka as a number six doesn't get the best from him. I think we're seeing the best from Granit Xhaka in the role that he's playing right now because that is his best position. A central midfielder, a deep-line playmaker that can move forwards, that is what he's playing right now, and I think it's working. If we move him back to the number six position, I think it restricts him. I don't think you get the best from him. I don't think you get his passing capabilities to the best of their ability. I don't think you get his direct uh, kind of um, impact on the forward line as much as you do. Tackling-wise, I mean, in terms of tackling last season, I was looking at a comparison to Tillemans. He made less tackles than Yuri Tillemans last year and a less success rate with tackles last year. He isn't a defensive midfielder. That is not what Xhaka is. Could he play there? Potentially. But I would hope that if Arsenal make a signing on top of a wide player this season, that they do try to bring someone in potentially on loan in the number six role. But I have a feeling that they're happy with the numbers that they've got in the area that they currently have in the team. Uh, Sharif says, hi, Tom. Do you think signing Cody Gakpo is realistic? I think we re- he really suits the Premier League. I unfortunately don't. I don't think Arsenal are really looking at him as a as a potential option at the moment. Um, because he's more of a left-sided player, and I think they're looking to more right-sided players. Uh, V-Dub says, it's quite obvious that we need a right wing and DM, but what about another striker? I think, for me, the wide forward covers that role, uh, V-Dub. Um, so there you go. And thank you for voting for us in the FBA, FCAs uh, as well. Really appreciate that. Uh, Clockwork Tangerine says, did you see Tite's performance for Leon last night? I think we should uh, look for him uh, next summer, a left-footed right wing and Brazilian. I didn't, but I will endeavour to try and check it out, Tangerine. I will try and do that. Uh, Akshat says, thoughts on the supposed Maguire-Pulisic swap deal? Ha, ha, ha. Ha, 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 ha. Uh, Yeah, you pretty much summed up my thoughts with that. Maguire to Chelsea. (laughs) Um, those two clubs this summer in the transfer window have just been rather hilarious. Chelsea have managed to pull off some good deals, but Man United, goodness me. What a team. I mean, they'll be buzzing if they get rid of Maguire and replace him with Pulisic. They've got Martinez and Varane and uh, and Lindelof still there, of course, as depth. Not good, but certainly depth. So you've got Varane and, and Martinez there too already. I'm sure there's someone else I'm forgetting. I think they've sent Eric Bailly on loan to Marseille now. Potentially, they need to sign a centre-back between now and the end of the window if they do let Harry Maguire leave. Um, Olu says, hey, Tom, have you noticed the change in Partey's play? I think Mart- uh, Mikel is making us less dependent on him in the build-up with Zinchenko and Odegaard dropping to help. I absolutely think that you're right. And I think that if you are over-reliant on a central midfielder, that's dangerous because, of course, a player like Partey, who we know is unreliable in terms of his fitness, we cannot be over-reliant upon him. So having a player like Zinchenko coming into the team is really impressive and really helpful to that because his combination play of the left-sided central midfielder, which in our case is Xhaka, has enabled us to 
alleviates that expectation and the responsibility from Partey. So, yes, I think you make an absolutely fantastic point. Um, let's go to Ross, who says, Tom, do you believe Ndidi would be a better signing than Tielemans, given what cover is most important? Now, if I have a look at Wilfred Ndidi as a player, uh, he is, what, 25 years of age. He has a contract until 2024, two years remaining on his deal. But he's valued on Transomart at £54 million. And I imagine that Leicester would ask for something close to that amount of money if you were to go and sign him. Is it realistic that Arsenal are going to spend 50 million quid on a player that doesn't currently start? I don't think that it is. Am I saying that's what Arsenal shouldn't do? No, obviously, I'd be delighted if we went out and did that. But realistically, I can't see us doing it. I can't see Arsenal going out and spending 50 million on a player that doesn't start for us right now in this moment in time. I think it would suit Arsenal a lot more, maybe if they sign someone on loan for a season until next summer to see what happens, especially with Elneny signing that brand new contract. I just can't see it happening logistically. I just don't see how it fits into the transfer plans this summer. Uh, let's go to... Uh, let's scroll down a little bit more. Uh, Semakula says, uh, do you see Marquinhos being on the bench? Potentially, because he wasn't involved in the youth team game the other day. Uh, Pepe obviously not being there. I've imagined that Pepe might not be on the bench today. He still could be. You know, Pablo Marie was on the bench, so was Leno right up until they were leaving. So there is scope for them, of course, to to still be uh, on the bench, even if they haven't moved yet. But if Pepe isn't on the bench, I think that's a big sign. Marquinhos, potentially. And I would also look out for Yuri Tillemans not starting the game for Leicester today. There's rumours that he might not be starting the game too. Uh, Crispy Rice says, Neto just signed a new contract with Wolves. It is. He signed that new deal this year all the way through to 2027. They would easily be asking for upwards of 80 million quid. You feel? I think maybe upwards of 60 million is more realistic, but still, that's a lot of money. Um, Kabenga says, Tom, you said Partey's Aston crew is over. I will quote you on that. No, I didn't. <laughs> Unless I've just messed up my words at some point. I'm pretty sure I did not say that at all. Feel free to send me the the, the minute, though, when I did. Uh, if I did. I know I've said things before where I've said one player thinking I'm saying another player. It's what happens when you wake up at 8am and do a show. Um, and Didi is only going to regress from here. Why, Yomi? He's 25. If anything, he's going to go upwards in terms of his um, ability. You know, midfielders, you know, prime years, you're looking at 23 through to about 27. Those, they're prime years. And some midfielders even go on to exceed that. I think Granit Xhaka has primed and peaked during his 29-30s. The best years of Granit Xhaka have come more recently. So, I don't think that's true at all about Ndidi. I think maybe people underestimate how young he still is as well. Very interesting player indeed. Uh, Sam says, Tom, who would you loan in for that CDM role? It's a great question. Who would you loan in? What player is available on the market that a club would be willing to allow to leave on loan that is of a quality that's uh, high enough, of course, to compete with Partey and outstrip Elneny and Lukonga? It's very, very difficult indeed. Thank you, chat box. I thought I said Pepper. I definitely did not say Partey. Um, Gavin says, how many Premier League titles are we going to win this season? One or one? <laughs> Love that, Gavin. Uh, Benjamin says, Tom, if we don't sign any more players, where do you think we will finish? Fourth, I would still predict fourth. Um, I think this club, uh, the squad that we've got available, is absolutely capable of finish, finishing fourth in the table this season. Amanda says, hello Tom, apart from top four uh, being the priority, which trophy would you see Arsenal competing in and might win? Uh, the Europa League. 
the Europa League, of course, the toughest opponent in that competition you would look to right now is, well, it's not Man United, is it? It's probably one of the uh, European sides who, did Betis make it into the competition this season, potentially? Um, so, yeah, it's going to be one of those European teams that are the most tricky opponent for Arsenal in that competition. Uh, I think the Man United could even have a really tough group stage uh, if if they don't really kind of pull their finger out in terms of their squad and their form. Who knows? So the Europa League, I think, is the most likely competition Arsenal can win on top of um, on top of getting top four. Because as well, if you win your group now, you go through to the last 16 straight away. You don't have to play those last 32 games. You know, you go straight through to the last 16, which makes it an easier competition to win as well. Uh, Vidal says, what about your goal count prediction for Aubameyang if he comes back? Uh, you know, I'd, I'd expect him to get 10 goals in the Premier League, probably for Chelsea. Uh, I don't see why he wouldn't if he's the starting striker week in, week out for them. They have a lot of players that are very good and suited to his style, like Sterling, Mount, you know, cutbacks galore, James getting forward, Chilwell getting forward, Kukurea getting forward. I think they'll create plenty of chances for Aubameyang. I think that style of play that Tuchel has suits Aubameyang arguably more than what he was expected to do at Arsenal. A striker at Arsenal and a striker at Chelsea are two different things. If you're a striker at Arsenal like Gabriel Jesus, the expectations on you to press, to link up play, to drift, to run, to finish, to get into the right positions is far greater than the striker expectations at Chelsea, which were previously occupied by Romelu Lukaku, is to be, you know, a presence, is to get into the box, into those right positions, ready for those cutback opportunities. It isn't necessarily to do the same as what it is at Arsenal. So I think Aubameyang will suit Chelsea a lot more and probably score more goals than he did in his last season with Arsenal. I mean, he only got four Premier League goals in the first half of the season. I'd imagine he might end up getting more for Chelsea. If we're honest, you know, we look at their squad. They finished higher than Arsenal last season, comfortably in the end by a fair few points. I think that's a fair expectation indeed. Um, let's go to Tears of Disgust, who says, will Aubameyang remove his Arsenal tattoo? Uh, pretty pathetic joining a London rival. Shows that he's a clown. Um, I would never go as far as that personally. I don't particularly appreciate a lot of the things that he did whilst it was at Arsenal, breaking disciplinary um, regulations and all of that. Would I boo him? No, I'm not a, a particular booer uh, anyway when it comes to anything uh, regarding football. I don't particularly... I'm not happy seeing him go to Chelsea, obviously. And will he get rid of that Arsenal tattoo? Maybe he'll just cover it up with a Chelsea one. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, it's just, obviously, there's a lot of irony when he did that interview, when he signed that new deal about becoming an Arsenal legend. And, of course, very quickly afterwards, didn't. Um, and completely declined at the club. But had a very strong end to the season with Barcelona last year. So, who knows? We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, Tim says, do you think Casemiro will change agents being given Mission Impossible when he was asked for a new challenge? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I don't really know how that one's going to work out, but I don't predict too well. I might be proven wrong. I hope I'm not because I don't want Man United to do well, but I just don't see the sense in spending 70 million quid on Casemiro. I really don't. Uh, JDB says, Tom, if we went as far as the semis with the eighth place team that we have, uh, we had only uh, losing twice, it tells you the level of competition. We should win it. Uh, the Europa League, you know, it depends on the teams that are in it. It's not the same as like the FA Cup where you have the same teams every year. It's a changing competition. It depends on what teams are in it. One year, last year, we had Barcelona in it and they didn't reach the final, you know. So there are uh, there are variables in that Europa League that aren't necessarily the same as before. We've got to the semifinals and lost to Atletico Madrid, you know, a, 
a very serried um, winner of, 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 of not only the Europa League, but of course, competitor in the Champions League, getting to the final and stuff. We've seen uh, other teams like Frankfurt win it last summer, a very different competition. Then we definitely, I think, missed out not being in that competition last year. I think we could have gone a lot further than we have done before. And by that, you'd have to say by winning it because we've got to the final under Unai Emery. Uh, Dad says, how good are Nottingham Forest? I see they've signed a crazy number of players. They're a very good team last season in the championship, but that side is completely different now. And if they are going to overhaul that team quite like they have, they are now facing the prospect of a of a Fulham repeat. If you remember when Fulham came up a couple of years ago, they spent a ridiculous number, uh, they spent a ridiculous amount on a number of players that couldn't then be integrated and didn't work together. And it sent them back down. Uh, and Nottingham Forest now in, in a bit of a danger of that happening to them. They now have a good manager in Steve Cooper, of course, though, will be expecting to try and gel all of that together. But they're a team that shouldn't be underestimated. We have a very poor record when we go to Nottingham Forest, a much better record when we play them at home. But we need to be aware of that. And it will be a challenge when we have to go to the city ground later on this season. And I look forward, hopefully, to going up there uh, and watching it. That would be a great experience to go back to Nottingham as always. Uh, Scott says, mate, I'm here. I've made it. <laughs> You've made it indeed, my friend. Uh, Adrian says, Leroy Sané, deadline day. Pfft, no chance by and let him leave on deadline day. Surely, surely not. Uh, anyway, we've been going for the half an hour, um, which means we bring ourselves to a close for the day. Drop a like on the video before you go. It really does help out the channel. Just takes you a second to press that like button and it shows your support. If you want to do more to help support the channel as well, please do vote for us in the Best Club Content Creator Premier League uh, category and the Football Content Awards information of how to vote is on the screen. And of course, you can find the link in the description. But if you just go to www.votefordtgt.com, um, it will create a tweet for you, which you just tweet and that votes. That is uh, the easiest way of voting in the competition. Um, so there you go. Uh, but you can vote in multiple platforms multiple times. So if you want to go do that, do that. Thank you so much for the support on the channel, as always, guys. I will be live after the game over on the Arsenal way. Not here because I'm working the game today. I'm doing my 2 till 10 shift tonight. Uh, you'll also be able to feature on our matchday blog if you want to tweet out anything during the game, if you want to tweet any videos, if you're going to the game. If you're going to the game, you could. can you get in touch with me, by the way? I'm looking for a couple of people that might be able to help out with some stuff. If you are going to Bournemouth today for the match, do send us a DM and let me know. But you can get involved with our matchday blog. All you have to do is tweet out your thoughts, tweet out your feelings, pictures and stuff like that. Use hashtag FLArsenal and we can get you into our matchday blog as well over on football.london. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I will see you a little bit later on. Um, and yes, back tomorrow morning on the channel. But of course, a reaction over on the Arsenal way. See you soon, guys. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there 
there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.